0: Hello, hello to the RC Life and Regnum Christi community. In today's fifth episode of the RC Life podcast by RC Life Loyola, we'll be talking about our self-worth in Christ, especially after the Lenten season. Today, we have really special guests with a storyline in Regnum Christi as unique as it possibly can be. So hello to the Sahagun siblings. Thank you for being here today. Um, My name is Annika. I'll be moderating today's podcast, so I will just be introducing our very lovely guests today. In mission work, they have found a love they have never experienced before. This love, which came from serving Christ and His Church, has become like the glue that keeps the Sahagun Sibs so close. Having Christ at the center of their family is one of the greatest gifts they have ever received and has inspired them to share that same gift with others through active service in the Regnum Christi Apostolates of Conquest, Mission Youth, RC Life, and RC Youth. Aside from RC, they identify as Lasallians, believing strongly in the Christian call to do all actions for the love of God. Aria first met the Regnum Christi family in 2013 through Holy Week Missions and Mission Youth Philippines. Since then, she served in Mission Youth Zobel and became one of the founding members and presidents of RC Life in DLSU from 2018 to 2019. She now serves as a team leader in the RC Young Women section. Caroline is currently a fourth-year college student at De La Salle University, pursuing a degree in the behavioral sciences. She first encountered Regnum Christi through Mission Youth Philippines alongside her sister. From then on, Caroline fell in love with Serving Christ and his mission, becoming the Mission Youth Zobel president from 2016 to 2017, becoming a founding member of RC Life Taft, and taking on the position of RC Life Taft executive president from 2019 to 2020. Lance Sahagun is a second-year student currently taking up BS Industrial Engineering in DLSU. He was the former Mission Youth Zobel SNF head in Core 2018 and was president in Core 2019. He later continued his path for a deeper faith with the RC Young Men sector and RC Life Staff. So hello to our three Sahagun Sibs. How are you guys today?
1: We are great. Thank you for having us over, RC Life Loyola. It's such an honor. Uh,
0: Hello, uh, everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're not very
0: podcasters, but thank you for having us either way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you guys for being here. Um, so first, I guess, given that you have a very extensive life in service, all three of you, that's both interconnected and independent of one another, I wanted to ask briefly, like, what has been your experience like serving alongside your siblings?
2: Well, I guess I can start with that one. Um, I guess it's been a really exciting experience. Um, a lot of people find it weird that we're siblings and we work together like they look at it like oh you guys don't fight ba? or oh is it like an extension of what you guys talk about at home and for me like being the eldest one I look at it I'm like it's it's pretty normal we've always been doing it um, and it's always been pretty helpful um, we have different apostolates but we've always managed to I think for the most part help each other do well in our apostolates and support one another so I think it's been a pretty good and interesting experience. So I think my siblings may have something to add to that.
1: Um, I agree definitely with Arya said. I can't remember a time where we've fought doing apostolate work. And I think that's how we know that really um, serving with Regnum Christi and serving together as a family is really just a grace-filled gift from God. Um it's nice because we always get to bounce off each other's work and sometimes we're not in the same apostolates, but then what we can do is bridge all the apostolates together, like collaboration mission youth with our with their older siblings now in La Salle or um and the like. So I guess like we found special spots for each of us within this big family, no that's.
3: Yeah, I'd say it makes um serving a lot easier. Also, so um the young men need something from the young women. I'll just go to the other room and say, Caroline, can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> um, can you provide us uh like insight or maybe like even can you sing for us this holy this uh this this holy hour? So like just like that, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But then also. It's very interesting because, may, maybe one concrete example would be when Caroline was president of the Mission YouTube, uh, and then two years later it became me. Very interesting because, like, you know, it's, uh, I always compared myself, my what I was doing back then as president to what Caroline was doing. So it, like, it also gave me like a, a benchmark to follow, and then also aside from just you know copying it exactly. Caroline would always motivate me to also do things in my own way and not not completely like you know following her steps but then like you know and yeah make, create some variation and something more personal. So yeah I think that's also very a very wonderful effect of serving with one another.
1: Yeah, I think it would I think just working together really just made us braver to take on bigger challenges and bigger projects and bigger initiatives. I think that's the, one of the most important things also. Um, I wouldn't have gone to my first missions if Arya didn't push me to. And I'd like to think that Lance was inspired because we went a few years before. You no, know? So I think that's the thing. It's like we've paved the way for each other as well, somewhere down the line. So it really helped, you know, having someone to support you and someone to already, like, go through something and then guide you. you know? So, yeah.
0: Thank you to the three of you for sharing. Um, I really like that you both you all mentioned that, you know, you can kind of struggle with comparison. Like Caroline, you've been president of both RC Life and Mission Youth. You know, like you guys kind of have overlapping positions and it can be kind of stressful for other people to like compare themselves to their siblings like i need to do it like this like the way they did it otherwise my ate will get mad at me or um like there's just this sense of pressure that some people feel sometimes when they're taking after their siblings and they're put into similar context so like what you guys are doing is really inspiring for anybody who has siblings or close friends that are older than them um so with that being said i think we can use that as a transition point to talk about today's topic, which is self-worth. You know, given all you guys have experienced in the past with your overlapping roles and working together. What does the word self-worth mean to you?
1: Um, well, I think I could start off with this point. I think when I was younger, self-worth meant very differently with how I understood it now. How I understand it now. Self-worth before was more of like being successful and being accepted by my friends and the people around me, you know, that's what I based self-worth before. But I think as I grow older, I think that self-worth is as simple as recognizing and really believing that you are, first of all, lovable, like, ooh, lovable, and um and also believing that you are loved. Um. Really recognizing that you know, I'm growing in RCA, I really learned that self worth is from God and it's recognizing that you we were not made to um you know, be loved by anyone else but him most of most of all. And you're created out of love to be loved. I think yeah, that's for me what I think.
3: Oh, okay. So for me I guess. <laughs> Very interesting. Because when I first heard the question, the first thing that popped into my mind was when I was when I was like younger. I think I'd always look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, "Yo, do I look good? Or am I?" I always, I always saw myself as short, that kind of kind of dark, dark <laughs> kid. <laughs> looking kid. Because I was used to play in the streets. Yeah. Also, I was always dirty. Yeah. And I was like, I remember because we have a big mirror in uh, in our dining dining room so afterwards after i play and then i'd see myself like always. I'd, always I'd always see myself in the mirror like oh my i look so dirty so i always felt i always associated myself i always associate associated self-worth towards what i always looked like in the mirror mm. and like how i look today and how yeah same thing with what caroline said how people will see me because whatever that mirror shows hopefully um, um, I I want to be happy about it because if I'm happy about it, hopefully other people will be happy about mm-hmm. it also. So it became like more of a peer pressure thing also, like you know what other people have and what I don't, and what I have and what they don't, something like that. But then, um, you soon realize, I well I soon realize that self worth is, um, it's something, it's nothing material, it's nothing that you can solve with your vanity, something that you can like solve with um, not even like title possessions and like your your credentials. I don't think that even provides self-worth. That for me that gives maybe credentials. But then that's not self-worth. I think that's like something that people mistake between self-worth is something way deep more personal, deeper within. It's it's also a bridge to um your relationship with god because if you love yourself that means you love what god made and then that means if you love what god made that means you love him back so it's like it's like giving back to one another and you know really showing god that hey i'm happy that um you've done this for me i'm happy that you made me alive i'm i'm happy you gave me this life and i'm happy for what whatever you're gonna do for me next so something like that yeah
2: Nice one, younger siblings. But okay. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I guess for me, if like when you ask me about self-worth, like I have like two definitions um and two ways of explaining it. As for I guess for me, the very first one would be when I think of self-worth, I think of extending the same kindness that you give other people to yourself. So it's extending the amount of love that you see in other people or you give to other people the amount of patience and kindness um, the amount of like kind of like grace that you give other people but when you think about it self-worth you just do it to yourself because sometimes we have a habit of for example I will treat somebody else way better than I treat myself or I'm going to be like oh she's way cooler or I think he's way nicer than I am so for me self-worth is just kind of reframing it instead of just thinking about other people in that way, it's, it's not bad, definitely it's not. But it's just reframing it and try to think about yourself um, as you being the other person also. And when you realize it, when you extend that kindness to yourself also, you'd be realize that, oh, cool, definitely I'm worth being nice to, I'm worth being patient with, I'm worth being happy or pleased with. So for me, that's one way to look at it. Um, And the next thing, I think I'm going to jump off something that Lance always talks about. Lance does this thing. I don't know if you guys have heard it about the Jesus goggles. Like, it's a thing. The Jesus goggles are a thing. Sorry, you guys can't see on Zoom, but the Jesus goggles are a thing. Um, And basically, the whole point of Jesus goggles is seeing the world through God's eyes. So basically, self-worth, another way to look at this is it's just seeing yourself through God's eyes. Um, and seeing yourself na parang, that you're not some sort of random creation um, and that God was intentional when you came to be. So when you realize all these things, you're going to realize that, oh, the fact that God was intentional means that he loved me. That's why I'm here. So I guess when you see yourself through God's eyes, you put on the Jesus goggles and you look in the mirror, uh, definitely um you're gonna see some hopefully definitely you're gonna see someone you like someone who's um who would make you happy so really it's 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 just that like um one extending the same kindness to yourself and two looking at it through like Jesus's eyes and definitely in both ways it's the path to and the choice to be more loving at least to yourself also in the process
3: well, okay. Wise words, man. Dang. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that in a way. Like, you know, Jesus goggles. I always talk about that. But I never thought what happens if we use Jesus goggles while like we're yourself. looking at the mirror. That's amazing. So yeah, just to share. Maybe, yeah, that's some thought that we can also reflect on. Jesus goggles on the mirror. Solid.
0: I love that. I love that analogy, guys. Thank you. Um, Super agree with everything that you said. I think that it we struggle with it every single day to you know look at ourselves in the mirror or not even looking in the mirror like when we're just being introspective and we'll be like, it's so hard to look at yourself sometimes through Jesus goggles and be yourself like, I am lovable when you're your own worst enemy. And I think that's, why it's so important to root who you are in God. So maybe you guys can briefly explain why it's been important for you to root your self-worth in God.
3: Okay, so um why is it important to root God? Uh root ourselves with God. Well first the moment we make it, we the moment we make things ourselves and we measure our self worth. Um, from just in the context of ourselves, there are two extremes where then, where that can go. If we just slowly like base everything on our on what we know, we're gonna either be super 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 prideful, and super super um like show off, and then you really look, you really put yourself higher, you really think of yourself superior, or you can go the other extreme, and you'll see no worth in yourself. You're gonna see, you're just gonna look at all your deficiencies. All your mistakes. So, how do we strike a balance between the two? Well, to strike that balance is to first don't root your value just completely on yourself. Don't root it completely on um, your mistakes or your achievements. Honestly, none of that. Well, it really matters for you, probably. Yeah, your self esteem. But then, in terms of self, self, um, worth, self worth. Sorry, um, we you have to root yourself. God, because He will see you. I see. I like to think of it. He'll see you as objectively as possible, and um, the way He'll see you is not as um. Add, to add more context since it was mentioned. Like Jesus God us. Um, I shared about this. Um, I shared about the story of Jesus on the on on his way to Mount Calvary, where he's about to be crucified, and then while he's carrying his cross on the way. Um, the context of the Jesus goggles is that when he's carrying his cross and he look at the sidelines, there's so many people, like, shouting, cursing, spitting at him. And then if you put yourself in that situation, honestly, you, you would feel so much hate towards them. Like, yo, what is wrong with you? I'm, I'm trying to save you guys, you know? I'm trying to love you guys. But then, the, yeah, the context of the Jesus goggles is that Jesus himself, even though he's carrying his cross, even though he's suffering that much, um he does not see that person cursing at the cursing at him as a sinner well he sees that person more as someone i'm gonna save he sees that person spitting at them not as some bad guy but in some guy that he loves so that's the context of the jesus goggles and jesus being jesus naturally has the jesus goggles so when he looks at us he sees he sees so he sees more than our material our materials, our our looks, and he sees, and then, cause we look too much with the eyes of the world, and then we, yeah, as I said earlier, the credentials, the 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 the, the success, these are things that we think are equivalent to self worth, but then, then when you when Jesus sees us, he he doesn't really, he wouldn't really mind that, he would really mind how we are as a person, what we, what we are feeling. And honestly, how our plan is going for him, for us, how his plan is going for us, and it's always a mistake wherein um, we always think about ourselves. Also, when we we when we blind ourselves with like most of the time selfishness, we don't see what our impact on other people also. It's very important that we also look into that. Because when we see how we treat other people, how when we see how they treat us also, that also gives us that also that's also God working in this way. And it's also deeply rooted within his his intentions and his love for us. So yeah.
1: I think to kind of bounce off what Lance said on um rooting self worth in God. When we begin to look at ourselves through God's eyes, you no, know, I think it's very liberating. It frees us from a lot of things. Um, it frees us from the standards of the world, like let's the materialistic things. We're not subject to beauty standards for the for the ladies or people who feel you know that beauty standards are very oppressive. Um, we're no longer, you know, um prisoners to that. We're no longer prisoners to what success should look like or um, high-ranking money and position. We're not confined to that anymore if we begin to look at ourselves um, with God's eyes. We're really free. And that's, I think, one of the most important things about rooting your self-worth in Christ is it really liberates you. Um, And trying to relate this more on the issue of Pride, if self worth is gra- rooted in God, pride is rooted in the things of the world. It's rooted in um, material things. It's rooted in in sin, no, and they're two very different things. Cause like early when I was um thinking about this question, what what kept on coming into my mind is Caroline, how are you gonna differentiate um self worth from from pride, aren't they like the same thing? And then on more reflection, they are two very different things because one allows you, one in one you could be more humble and the other one you can't. So I think that's why we have to root ourselves in God, because pride is arrogance. It's, It's that feeling wherein you do something it's successful, but you don't recognize God's presence in it. No, I think I think that's the most important thing to to realize that pride is really when you don't acknowledge God's presence in all the work and all the success in your life. But in self worth, you realize that you have all these all of these good things because God loves you, and He gave it to you. And alongside this is humility, because you know that without you couldn't have gotten all of these things without god no um so i think that's what i wanted to add to to this is really that knowing the difference between um pride and self-worth is very important one is from god the other one is not um yeah
2: maybe Arya would like to
1: expand on anything else
2: yeah um i guess It's funny because you'd think that we're all siblings. We'd probably think pretty similarly. Um, But my take on this question is very different. That's why I was surprised when I heard Caroline and Lance. I was like, oh no, am I wrong? Is my reading comprehension low? But um, I guess the way I understood it. And I definitely agree with what both Lance and Caroline said. There's a really very, very, like, sometimes it gets so blurry, like, you ask yourself, "Am I valuing myself, or am I just being my yabang?" And it's so easy to like cross those lines. But I agree when what they said, like if it's rooted in God, it's not gonna be pride. It's not gonna be yabang. It's just gonna be acknowledging you as you are. And I think I'd like to jump off what Caroline said about if your self worth is rooted in God, it makes you feel very liberated. Um, and I the way that I approached this question, I thought about it. Like, why does it matter? And I asked myself, like, every day, I think this is something everyone can agree with. Every day you make decisions. Um, and sometimes you feel so bogged down when you have to think of things or you don't know how to decide. You feel so stressed out. Um, and I, th- I think a few years ago, I had a mentor. She told me, um, when the values are right, decision-making is easy. Um, and I think I'd like to add one more factor to that. When the values are right and you know what they are, plus you know what you value, decision-making becomes so easy. Um, So I guess that's in two parts. The first part, um, what are your values? Things that you, um, things like, um, I value working together, I value honesty, things like that. But the question is, what do you value? When you include that into the mix, you ask yourself, Um, Do I value my family? Definitely yes. Do I value the friendships I have? Definitely yes. Do I value myself? And do I value my relationship with God? So when you add all of these things into your decision-making, then your choices become so clear. Because for me, it's so important that you root your worth in God because that's going to dictate a lot of the things and the actions that you have moving forward. But if you think about it, if you think about it and your values not rooted in God, sometimes you can get swayed to do things that you know you might not you know you shouldn't be doing. But if your values rooted in God,' you're gonna, when you're put in difficult situations, one of the first things you're gonna ask yourself is, is this what I'm intended to do? Is this related to how God sees me or how God um, made me to be? So when you think about it that way, it's going to change the way you make decisions so you're going to avoid things that harm you you're going to avoid things or people that put you in situations where you know that's not bringing like um yeah bringing some sort of uh value to yourself um you're going to avoid um instances where you have to break rules that you know you're not supposed to break so definitely when you're when your self worth is rooted in god and you know what you value and you have certain values that you treat as non-negotiables when you're put in almost any situation it's going to be easier for you to decide because you can eliminate things that will harm you things that don't um yeah don't don't help you live up to the way that god sees you or the way god intended you to be um, and that for me is actually a very, li- like jumping off Caroline's ideas, that for me is very liberating because I don't feel like tied and paralyzed by decision making because to some extent, because I know that um, this is my worth and my worth is rooted in God. I can just go. <laughs> I, can, I can pick clearly. And I know that there's also some factor of trust because I know my starting point was um, I'm loved by God. Every decision moving forward, as long as it's rooted in that, I know and I'm confident that it's probably the best decision for me. And it's probably the choice that God would want me to make. Um, And it's probably the choice that leads me closer to Him. So, repeat, I think that's one of the most um, important reasons why (laughs) um, it's important to root yourself within God because every day we make so many decisions. And our life is basically built on decisions. And it's important for us to make the best ones. So definitely that for me is why it's important.
0: Okay. Thank you so much to the three of you again. You guys are extremely wise so thank you for sharing all those different perspectives with us i love how all of you interpreted the question um yet they're all really tied together um so i think jumping off from aria's point on how our self-worth is technically tied to every single decision we make whether we are intentional about it or we're aware of it or not um i guess knowing that like what you said aria that Our starting point is knowing and trusting that we are loved by God and that has so much weight in the the kinds of in the kinds of decisions that we make so I guess you guys can feel free to give more examples on how we can root our self-worth in God especially when it's particularly difficult I think um also with the context of COVID and the pandemic how We don't even see people in real life. We only see people through social media, so that makes things difficult also. Um, So, yeah, feel free to share.
2: So, I guess,
1: like, something about (laughs) the social media thing, uh, I... didn't think of it until now you know um with social media you know all eyes if you want to express yourself it's right now these days it has to be online and you're kind of putting yourself up there for the rest of the world to literally like or not like and so i guess there is a lot of pressure um i guess a concrete tip for something like this Let's let's talk about it in the context of social media. Maybe it's always good to think before you post. Wow. And <laughs> you something you learn in like guidance counseling class. <laughs> think before you post. But then not because of the content. More of like why? Why are you posting something? I think that has a lot to do with self worth. Um I've always had this thing where when I, when I was younger, I think Lance and Arya know about this. Like I would post something at least once a month just to give my followers content. Wow, well, I feel like an influencer. No, no. It I don't know because I was really searching for people to like like the photos or like my content and that there's something that that's not it's really not natural. No. So I guess, like, a very concrete step is really to intentionally ask yourself, why am I going to post something? Is it because I enjoy the, the how I look, you know? Or is it because I'm thinking about other people thinking about how I look? That's, those are two very different things. I can post something because I feel like I look good in this photo. It makes me happy. Um, and, and, and it's an expression of myself an extension really but if i'm going to post something and with the eyes of i need someone to like this photo i need um, um i need to like make my feed look good because i want to stay up to date with the trend of the you know matching feeds and whatever then there's something a bit off with that no because yeah i think that that's a very important thing why do you post who is it for and I really hope that it's either because you relate to the thing, um, you feel like it makes you happy, or if you share something on Facebook, I hope that it's also, you know, with the intention of maybe reminding other people about their self-worth. You know? um, we see that a lot on Facebook these days. Motivational things. And those are very different things from um, hoping that someone will like it and think you're cool. You no. Know? um so
3: yeah sounds like your thesis (laughs) actually fun
1: fact i did a thesis on posting (laughs) so on social media posts so yes it's kind of derived from that a bit okay
3: well i don't think because i didn't really i'll leave the social media care like she's the expert on that so (laughs) i'll focus on other concrete ways so um i guess one given the the complications now in in the pandemic and like you know the social interaction we're missing but then even though maybe it may be limited I still I still say that we should so you know surround ourselves with people that that will help us and that you can help them back and it's similar to what Caroline said about Facebook and like you know the, the self-awareness posts and stuff like that but then for me it's like more of a like you know a like a friendly chat, or you hang out with the boys in Discord, something like that. And where where you you surround yourself with good people, you surround yourself with these people that like that, that love you, these people that believe in you, these people that you know. Despite like, I mean, with my friends, we are very weird, like with each other, like are you, like. <laughs> but then we still accept each other as is, and that's what helps us. Um, that's what helps us boost our 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 confidence in ourselves and then i like to think that how is god related to that god gave me these friends and and maybe some people feel like what happens if i don't have these good people around me and eventually i know just have faith in god and god will send people you know god will you know send a send a little friend to i don't know say what's up or a friend or you see a friend that you know share something on facebook and you get enlightened it happens in those ways where in but then we also have to remember that um with the good people around us they're also like you know those those bad people you know who don't who probably um like are sent by the devil to really like make you feel bad about yourself so it's like <laughs> so intense. Sorry, sorry. So in, very intense very intense. I, I i was thinking of using the word that well okay <laughs> but then other but then yeah there are those people who who make you make you feel bad about yourself who do maybe do it intentionally who do and these are the people you don't want like don't let yourself absorb these things and Sometimes these people they, they really stay in our lives and we can't really sometimes you can't even get rid of them. They they stay they stay behind our back and like whisper weird things. But then as long as you have someone or something that you believe is from God and that you believe that God is sent gave like sent them for a purpose, then nothing else should matter. Nothing like um man, I'm super gula about this. But then <laughs> But then yeah. Um uh, yeah, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people who value the same things, who believe in the same things. And then sometimes not even the same things, but then um
0: who who
3: sample like I I think I think I think of myself very different from my siblings. Like every day, like um we're very different. But then I know that despite their differences god still sent them to me not because like we're gonna always vibe and always you know um like hang up with each other hey, i am not saying anything <laughs> i'm not saying anything but then but then i know that god sent them because at times when i need them in times of i need help in the service or my own personal problems um they're there for me and then yeah you just have to um just Maybe sometimes open your eyes a bit more also. Maybe this person this whole time was like, yo, God sent me to talk to you. So like, come on, let's, let's talk. Let's hang out. Something like that in that context. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think too, kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one with the the, God, the, the the devil sent people. Well, I think it does happen, you know, uh, people who are might be bad influences will definitely come your way. Um, but, again, it's good to have a good set of friends, you know, to keep you grounded. Yeah,
3: that will overpower. Yeah.
1: And I guess when these people do come your way, um, your self-worth is as as personal as it is, as intrinsic as it is, it's also very a communal thing. If you realize your self-worth, you can also help someone else realize their self-worth. So when these, you know, um, these people, people who are more difficult, you know, harder to love, the unlovable ones come your way. If I think you can really set ripples if you let God if you, you yourself just let God love you. It will naturally reach out to those people who always feel like they're unlovable or are are or are unlovable in person. No. So I think we also have a mission to help other people realize their own self worth um and hopefully that self-worth will you know um bring out better change in people who are difficult to work with you know
0: yeah
2: yeah I agree though um well the social media thing that definitely is a thing um it's <laughs> it can be such a great tool or it can be such uh. It makes it difficult sometimes. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it makes it difficult. Depending, I, I agree with Caroline, it all depends on, on purpose. And it's. I think it's the same way also with how we choose to build relationships with other people. Um, I think we have to go back to being intentional with the relationships you build with other people. And if we do that, it sends like a message that, you see the value in them and you're allowing them to see the value in you. Um, I think that's one thing that we have to consider when we talk about self-worth. And I don't think we've touched on it yet. Um, And that it takes like a certain level of, I guess, closeness maybe, or it takes a certain level of trust to allow another person to see you as you. Um, and, And in turn, it all it requires you to trust to also have the trust with them because they're allowing themselves to be seen by you for who they are um and it seems it sounds super meta but i think that's an important part of building relationships that are grounded in valuing each other's self-worth and also in turn it values um how how our self-worth is also rooted in god And it's super duper meta sounding, but then in the the long and short of it is that you have to build, I go back to what Lance said, build these good relationships with good people and really invest in them. It sounds funny to use the term invest, but really in, in short, it just means you put in the work to make it, to make your relationship grow better. And you put in the work to not only build them up, but allow them to help you build yourself up also. Because that's another level in itself. Like, it's not just about you extending the help all the time. It's also you receiving it from another person. And sometimes when you think about it, it's hard to allow another person to look into your life. Like, I'm sure that everyone struggles with that. Taking genuine look, not like, you. I'm going to open my Instagram, make it public, look into my life, check my stories. No, definitely. It's not that it's completely different. It's a genuine allowing someone to genuinely look at who you are as a person. That's a different thing altogether. And I think it's important that uh, to realize that that's not for everybody, but it's for some people and we can't do it alone. So I think that's one very practical way of um, how we can root our self-worth in God. If you allow another person to look at you and allow them to help you. And if the, especially if that person also knows that their self-worth is rooted in God, it makes things so much easier because you guys are working towards the same thing. Um, so yeah, basically that's it. Like um, For me, it's really just about being intentional, being authentic with a number of like, key relationships in your life. You don't have to please the whole world. Um, and you don't have to be like 100% pleasant all the time, but if that's who you are and you allow yourself to be seen by another person who respects that, then I think that's, that's great. That's like how we build a better world. It's just, it's one relationship at the time. So, and I think really that's the same way that God encourages us to build this kingdom. It's one person at a time. It's one, um, good friend at the time. Um, and really... I think that's it. Like, we just have to go back to basics. And I think that's something we're all reminded about during this pandemic, Nah, there's not too much in excess, that we go back to the basics and go back to the basics of building relationships with other people and good relationships with ourselves. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I really like what Arya said about, like, concrete way is to really build and invest in relationships with others. Um, we should also invest time and effort into building our relationship with God. Um, it's, diff- it's two different things, knowing that God loves you and seeing God that God loves you in the everyday through prayer, active prayer. And an example I would give for this is like, you know, when you have a crush and then you end up liking the things that your crush likes? It's the same way. If you learn to, if you love God, the more you love God, the more you will fall in love with the things and the people that God loves. And that includes yourself. So you really discover your own self-worth by loving God more. Um, Yeah, we learn to to love the things and the people that the one we really love, loves. Um,
3: Okay, I was going to say something. Okay, so... Um, When Arya shared? It also brought into a thought, and uh, also same thing, bouncing off investing, um, into other people, and then I remember, I mentioned earlier that, um, surround yourself with good people, which is a very good thing, very good thing, and it's very helpful. But then, that just but that just doesn't mean that, um, you also disregard these people who don't sh- share the same values. I think I feel like that's very important when people, when, you, when people you don't agree with people who have different views. Sometimes we right away we, we see them as um complete opposites, and and maybe sometimes we even feel like yo know, you're not you're not good you're not good for me or something like that. But then that doesn't mean that as Catholics we we that doesn't mean that we should cut them off right away. That that doesn't mean that because we can also be Something that helps them do. We we may not share the same values, or um you you may not influence me, but then that doesn't mean that we can't be friends. But then, um, because I feel like there's there might be a confusion wherein um surround yourself with good people, and then stay away from the bad. No, no, Jesus was not like that. Also, and then I feel like that's also something that that's also deeply rooted wherein our self worth is also worth sharing with people that we don't get along with and then eventually maybe something similar to what Caroline's shared earlier about you know crush stuff and they're in the same <laughs> interest
1: he's trying you know <laughs>
3: um maybe we can also do the same for these people maybe Um. Though we see the world different ways, even though we don't believe in the same things, maybe we can still acknowledge each other's worth, just because that's what Jesus did. I mean, Jesus has met people that he that people don't agree with them, but then still, he he still um shows them their worth and that they're. Yeah, Jesus goggles. Yeah, Jesus goggles. He he, he still give, he still provides still reassures them that they're worth something, and then how did he re, how did he reassure this by dying for the cross? Not just for people who believed in it, not just for the people that he healed, not just for the people that they're only his disciples, but he literally died for everyone, everyone's sake. So we should follow it also in that path, and then also there. We can also find ourselves, we can learn more about God. We can learn more. We can um, aspire to be more like Him. And that also will help with our self-worth. Mm. So, yeah.
2: Just to share, I was so worried that like me, like none of the three people in this call <laughs> was going to mention prayer. Like I was getting nervous. I was like, guys, I was like, after me, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody mentioned it. I was getting nervous. And I think it's funny, I realized, I was thinking about why it took so long. I think I was like, oh, probably because for us, it's baseline. <laughs> like, it's a given. So I was like, banking. I was like, Caroline, Lance, go back to it. I was getting nervous na, guys. <laughs> but it came out. So I guess, yeah, it's really that. I, I agree with what Caroline said, especially with what Caroline said. That It really starts with prayer and really... Now that we're at home, sometimes it's hard, but I guess you realize that you actually have more time to pray um, than you might have in like pre-COVID life where everything was busier. But I guess now I think we can take advantage of sometimes a slow quote-unquote slower schedule or a quote-unquote slower day to really set aside more time. Um, I agree, I agree with Caroline to really build a relationship with Christ and it's just going to really spill over like you'd be surprised how well it spills over into all the other parts of your life like you can compartmentalize that you can you can compartmentalize other things but you'd be surprised how difficult or impossible it is to compartmentalize Christ in your life it's just He's just gonna appear, like you can't control it. Like if you have a good relationship with him, next thing you know, you're you're on your like, I don't know, accounting class and you find yourself like, Hey, I feel like Jesus is here, things like that. Um, you'd be surprised how how difficult it is to compartmentalize. So don't compartmentalize him, like let him spill over into all parts of your life, and you'd be surprised how nice the feeling would be how liberating again it would be how how it will change how you look at things like you might have permanent jesus goggles i don't know um so yeah sorry sorry
1: listeners i know it's so long but i just also want to add you know i really thought of something that Arya. from what Arya said no um incorporating prayer and god in all aspects of your life so i think this tip is the most concrete but it's really just to take care of yourself no take care of your physical health take care of your mental health give yourself breaks um and you know eat healthy dress well and everything like that because like i don't because right everything sources from god and we do it we, take care, we should be able to take care of ourselves because we love God. Um, and, you know, when, when you love someone and you see them not taking care of themselves, isn't that painful? So I think it's the same way with God. That's why we have to take care of ourselves, realize our self-worth. Because it will make someone who we love very much and someone who was like, who were made to love, very happy, you know. And of course, God doesn't like it when we're tired and everything like that. So really, concrete, the most concrete and I both most, most basic thing I think we can do is keep yourself healthy, keep yourself happy, well rested, and everything like that, which is very important in this pandemic. You know, as students or as young young professionals, well, we forget, you no, know, the to take care of ourselves physically and mentally, and if we keep on reminding ourselves that rest um resting is also a sign of loving god then we'd be more encouraged to do it no if eating well is a sign that i love god then do it no um so yeah take care of yourself take care of your heart your mind and your body um cuz that's also a manifestation of self-worth at the end of the day yes
2: yeah
0: Anything else to add from any of the siblings? Good? Good? Okay. No, no I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> thank you guys Sorry, listening. We're
2: fine. This is so long. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's
0: all good. Okay. Thank you so much to Aria, Caroline, and Lance for All of your little nuggets of wisdom, I think that I, on behalf of our listeners, can just just say, like, I have so many realizations of the way that I view myself, my relationship with God and other people. Um, And I guess just to wrap things up, one thing that I really took away from this podcast to synthesize everything is... Knowing God and trusting in the truth that He loves you, that you are a purposeful, well made creation, allows you to know yourself too and know yourself in Jesus' goggles. Like you don't see yourself as a sum of your achievements, of your mistakes. You see yourself objectively in the eyes of Jesus. And I think that, okay, as as RC, (laughs) I guess like veterans, quote unquote, in RC, you know, we've been in the community for a long time. Sometimes it's hard, like having read the Bible several times and all of these, you know, key verses that tells us that God loves us. Sometimes it's hard to like drill it into your head that he loves you. And because he loves me, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to have good self-worth and all those things. And I think the challenge in our everyday decisions is having that head to heart Connection of knowing that God loves me as me. And something that I love that you guys actually brought up is that others can do that too. You can view others in the same way that God views you, and others can reciprocate that feeling back. So I think that that's a really nice way to see self worth is that it's both. A relationship with God, it's a relationship with yourself, but it's also a relationship that you have with people that love you, but even people that don't. Um, and that's the real challenge to navigate yourself through these situations in our everyday lives. Um, and yeah, really challenging ourselves to have Jesus goggles. I don't know if they will be permanent. That is the real challenge. That is sainthood right there. But that's the call to wear those Jesus goggles in the way that we look at ourselves and the way that we look at others too. So that's it for today's episode on self Word. Thank you so much again for Caroline, Arya, and Lance for being here. Thank you so much again for sharing everything. Um, we hope you all enjoyed this podcast and took away some wisdom and learnings from it. We will see you in our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.